This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. So that could prove to be interesting. We'll see. All right. Well, moving on from that, unless our next guest wants to weigh in on it, but I do want to talk movies and politics and culture. Look, I don't, I don't think, I haven't seen it yet. I don't get the sense that Wonder Woman is a political movie. But I think a lot of the discussion around the movie has become very politicized. And I think our, our next guest learned that the, the hard way. By simply declaring that he was going to buy a ticket to go see the movie. As he describes it on Twitter, the most anticlimactic story of a guy going to a movie you'll ever read. Uh, but he's got a piece up at uh, Heat Street today about his adventure at what was billed as a women's only screening of Wonder Woman uh, last night, I believe it was. Uh, joining us on the line, Stephen Miller. He's a writer at The Wilderness, is mentioning Rita's piece today at uh, Heat Street. Stephen, good afternoon. Welcome to the program. Great. Thanks for having me. Um, I still Going back to an earlier point, I'm still going to maintain that Batman v Superman is one of the most watchable bad films in recent memory. Really? So, I, I think there's a good fan edit of it out there. It's definitely a mess, but there, there's some good bones to that movie, at least. So I just I, I was kind of listening in and cheating a little bit. I, yeah, I could see, you know, because there's a lot you could cut out of that movie. Uh, so a, a shorter yeah. version, the shorter the better. A shorter version would be better. I agree with you. I'd be curious to see that, though. Anyway, it, because, look, I was disappointed. I really wanted that movie to be good. So, well, that, that's the thing with most Zack Snyder films is you really want them to be good and they look great. And then a lot of the times they kind of fall apart. And, um, you know, he, I think he's yet other than maybe 300 and Dawn of the Dead, he's really yet to put together, you know, a full kind of complete movie. But, you know, we'll see what happens with Justice League. Yeah. Which, you know, and I mean, by all accounts, Wonder Woman's pretty good. And so maybe that bodes well for these others. But why don't we just start there? I mean, is Wonder Woman a good movie? Um, I, I wrote uh, kind of in my review of both, you know, the the, the anticlimactic way of going to the all women screening, but also the film itself. I wrote a review. I think in tone, it's probably the best since The Dark Knight. And what I mean by tone is, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily like the lightest or most entertaining, um, but it really has some of these kind of quieter moments to the story that lets you get into the characters' heads a little bit. Um, there's there's good there's great back and forth between Chris Pine and Gal Gadot and um, I, I even mentioned my review. There's there's one moment in the film where they, they, these two characters are kind of alone in a room and the room is lit only by like candlelight and lantern and it's about a 15 to 30 second scene and they just do everything with their faces and it's something where you with the music as well you think you're watching like a a, a World War One period piece that has nothing to do with you know a, a woman with superpowers. And just this normal guy, and that's really what Patty Jenkins brought to the film. Patty Jenkins, who directed uh, Monster, which is really her only big feature, which of course is what Charlie Theron won the Oscar for. Um, it's very reminiscent of when Christopher Nolan came in to do the Batman franchises. You, you took someone who's really good at a methodical storytelling, and you gave them kind of this, you know, multi-billion-dollar franchise. And after it was kind of in ruins, and you said, "Okay, go to work with it." And she really, Jenkins really does put a good spin on it. She definitely knows the icon, you know, the iconology of the character of Wonder Woman, and she doesn't go. You you mentioned you know things about politicizing and stuff like that. Of course, she kind of goes into some themes that are feminine driven. Yeah. I wouldn't say feminist driven. There's there's a couple of you know PC things in there that kind of make you wince a little bit um, with some of the other characters. But overall, 
you're right. The reaction to the film where it's been, you know, the political left here in this country is trying to politicize this kind of popcorn summer movie. The film really doesn't lead up to that. And it was really strange because there wasn't a lot of controversy with what with Wonder Woman going upon its release. There really wasn't controversy of it being made um, outside of the studio looking for a female director, um, which nobody had a problem with. So it was a little odd to see kind of something like Alamo and, you know, of course, the Twitter outrage and the social media outrage kind of latch onto this because it's really not that kind of a film. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, the lead actress is Israeli. She's also a, a good looking woman. I mean, people find all kinds of things to to not like. So there, there are some, right. I guess, that you're never going to please. It's never going to be PC enough for some. Right. Right. Um, yeah. It, it, and as far as like the screen that I went to, you know, was expecting you know, backlash or, you know, soda to be dumped on my head. No, it was really nothing. I I was mainly expecting everything to be, you know, fine because Alamo has strict uh, code of behavior at their screenings, which is why people usually go to them. There's no talking. There's no texting. Um, The service is usually great. It's a a dinner theater style, so you can just order drinks and food at your table. And uh, the screening was no different. Uh, the, 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 the servers were great, and the crowd didn't seem to mind me, which I, ne- I didn't think they did, were going to do. This wasn't like, you know, a, a college campus speech. This was everybody just going in to see a movie. And, yeah, I mean, the crowd was great. The ladies were great. They cheered at, you know, all some of the great moments, and they hooted and hollered at some of the moments with the men even. So um, I guess the lesson there is t- Twitter outrage is not real life. <laughs> well, it's good to know. So were you the only male there? As far as you I can tell? I believe I was. I, yeah, I didn't exactly take a head count. I didn't kind of walk down and, you know, ask people to raise their hands. But right. um, I, I believe I was. I think there was one either somebody either cross-dressing or possibly uh, transgender there, but um, I wasn't exactly going to go from row to row. So I, I kind of just went in, took my seat, and um, just, you know, acknowledged the crowd from there. So, uh, yeah, no, no head counts. Now, I guess going back to the decision, and you posted on Twitter, when I think it was a few weeks ago, that you bought a ticket for this movie. You knew it was going to be provocative. You knew it would get a reaction. But were you surprised by the reaction? Not really. No. Um, I, I think it, it was mostly harmless in the sense of I saw what Alamo was advertising. And the main problem with what Alamo was advertising was the language on their website and the language in their social media posts. Um, basically saying women only, no guys allowed. Well, even to advertise something like that is a violation of civil rights code in New York City, which is where I live. So I kind of went on and I wanted to see if, if, if it was even possible to purchase a ticket with a credit card as opposed to was it an invite only um, or anything like that. And it just so happens I purchased a ticket with a credit card. It was it was a public screening like any other screening, although it was being you know announced as a women's only. It was not, in fact, a women's only screening. If it was that would have violated the law. And um, the, the language that Alamo used, um, they ended up having to fudge to say gender identity as well. But even if a man showed up to these screenings and said, I don't even identify as a woman, um, they, they couldn't really do anything about that. And, th- and there was no atmosphere like that. My Our server came right up and said, can I just see your ticket? And showed him the ticket, and she was great and lovely and uh, the, the whole showing. So I wasn't really shocked at the outrage. Um, I, I'm, I'm one of those guys where I think that there's maybe more important things in the world to focus on, yeah. which is kind of how I tried to play it. I didn't want to go with a camera crew. Um, the Daily Show wanted to tag along, and I'm not that stupid. So I right. had to climb them as well as some other media outlets, both on the left and the right. That was not kind of the point. I think the point was just to 
buy the ticket, go see the film, and just kind of be curious at what the reaction was. So, which it's been, it's been both great and bad, but I mean, that's to be expected. Well, but it's interesting that so much of it was directed at you, because I think people can envision uh, that had it been, say, Batman versus Superman, or maybe, you know, a movie like Entourage, and say, hey, it's guys only, bros only, no girls allowed, come see the movie tonight, people would be freaking out. Right, and, th- and that's kind of, these, these aren't my rules. I mean, this is, these are the rules kind of the progressive left has decided that they want to play with, um, you know, as, as politics has been, or, or as culture has been politicized as strongly as it has been in recent years. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of how I look at it. These, I was kind of just playing by the rules that are allowed to me under the law, as well as kind of the rules these guys have set for themselves. I personally don't have a problem with a private business selling a ticket to whoever they want, you know, under any circumstances, but I'm kind of one of those filthy right-leaning libertarian conservative types. Um, so it was nice to see the political left come out in support of, you know, a business's private decisions. That was quite, that was a little bit of a relief. It's nice to see that they're learning these concepts, especially uh, in, you know, the age of Donald Trump. They're learning these brilliant concepts like private business ownership and federalism <laughs> and these neat concepts that we've been kind of pounding the drum for a while over. Um so, but no, I, I, I didn't really understand the, the controversy. I th- again, I think there's more important things to worry about, but this is one of these cultural things that, you know, they think belong to them, and it, and it doesn't. And I say this in my review, when a woman's a movie, it's not real. It belongs to anybody who wants to participate in it. And the arc of the story and the arc of the character really kind of fly in the face of this female-only thing, because the, the arc of the character is she comes from a place that's, you know, only females live there. Only women live there. They want nothing to do with mankind. They believe they're better. And then you have Wonder Woman who thinks that there can be coexistence between the two worlds of mankind and um, her people. <laughs> yeah. And I, I found that kind of ironic in the face of what Alamo was trying to do. Yeah, indeed. Um, what about those, though, who are saying that, hey, you know, this is like ladies' night. Sure, you technically can go, but why not just let the ladies have their thing? Well, but it's not ladies' night. Ladies' night is a promotion offered by a business. They're not saying no guys allowed at ladies' night. Again, that would be a violation of civil rights codes in New York City or wherever else. You know, there's different laws that apply. I know that there's an attorney who filed a complaint in New York as well as Austin. I believe Austin has gender-specific protections for public places. And a movie theater is a public venue in New York City. So... Um, a public venue cannot discriminate based on gender, gender identity. It says nowhere that white men are excluded or gay men are excluded or blacks, whites are excluded. These rights kind of are there to protect everybody. So what, when people use the example of ladies' nights, well, this is different than ladies' nights. Ladies' nights is a promotion. They're not saying no guys allowed. And if, guy comes, if a guy shows up to ladies' night, great. That person still has to be served. It, well, how somebody feels about that is really completely irrelevant under the law. So now that it's happened and nothing really happened, <laughs> no, I, I said it's the most anticlimactic thing in the world, and um, I, I still have people upset that nothing happened. So I guess to all like you know the, the left and the feminists upset about this, still, I'm sorry all the women in the theater let you guys down. Everyone was enjoying the film and tolerant, and nobody cared that this even happened. So there were people who wanted something bad to happen to you. Maybe not you know like seriously bad, just something right. Bad. Yeah, I mean, but you get that online. I mean, I'm not going to take I had some guy who said he'll offer $150 to mace me in the face. Great. That wow. guy got suspended from, he got his account suspended from Twitter. So I hope he thought that was worth it. 
Um, someone was offering a bounty to dump soda on me that they said got up to $800. Um, you know, clearly I, I, I considered just having somebody come along and do it and then split the cash. Um, but no, and the theater didn't eject me and there wasn't anybody placing complaints or anything like that. Um, so I, I didn't really take much of that seriously. Um, again, the biggest distinction is Twitter is not real life. There are cases of these kinds of mobs spilling over. But I tried my best to make sure that that wasn't what was going to happen, both for myself and the theater. I wasn't out there to, you know, cause a circus for the theater. I, I bought a ticket. I wanted to go see the movie. And, I, you know, I know about Alamo's behavioral standards, and I know what's expected of me. Um, I, I turned down invitation, invitations from right-wing provocateurs, and I just was kind of like, nope, I'm not interested in this, guys. I'm just going to go to the movie and, you know gauge the reaction based on, you know, as a writer, as someone who's interested in these kinds of social situations. So, yeah, I mean, were there quote-unquote threats and stuff like that? Sure. Did I really feel um, fearful for my safety at any time? No. I took a couple precautions just in case, but um, no, at no time was I really thinking, no, don't go to this. I'm, you know, going to be knifed in the gut or kicked in the balls or something. So. <laughs> Well, all right, there you go. So an interesting experiment, a good movie. Uh, your account, it's up at Heat Street, as mentioned, heatst.com. Stephen, thank you so much for joining us here. Really appreciate this. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate coming on for you guys. All right, there you go. Stephen Miller, uh, he writes in the wilderness. Uh, also got this uh, piece up today, as mentioned, at Heat Street, heatst.com. Uh, his adventures at the segregated Wonder Woman screening. So all in all, nothing happened. He watched a movie. It was a pretty good movie, he says. So was this guy making an important point or was he being needlessly provocative? Was he being a, a jerk and ruining this ladies night out? 403-974-8255, 974-TALK. We're back after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.